T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. Hello. It is Bowerly, my love, at News Radio 930 WBEN on a Thursday. In uh, Buffalo and Western New York, uh, many of you are without power. Uh, more NYSEG than National Grid, including some people I know and some people personally known uh, have evil natural gas generators. Now, in the future, um, if everything goes according to plan, as I understand it, any new natural gas generator installed after a certain year is basically going to have like a battery pack backup, and each of those battery packs costs you like 2500 bucks, and you don't get that much life out of it. Obviously, it would depend on how much you are powering with that particular battery pack in your unit, but uh, good luck with that if uh, we have a time where we're a day or two days or five days without power, I don't know how many of you are willing to invest in uh, you know, 10 or 20 different uh, battery charges for your generator, but uh, good luck. Yeah, have, have some fun with that. Here in western New York, and frankly, the rest of New York State, the Adirondacks, the southern tier, see, people in New York City don't realize it gets really cold, and it gets so cold that you can literally freeze to death inside your home. They're not likely to have that problem in New York City. And frankly, the people in New York City, I, I hate to say this, they really don't give uh, two flies of a you-know-what uh, as to what goes on in upstate and western New York because to them, everything that is west of the Hudson River is hayseed country. It's haystacks, hayseeds, a bunch of rubes, country rubes. Uh, they are the superior ones. The rest of us are simply uh, unwanted baggage, really, for the rest of, uh, you know, for our, our, our masters in New York City. So they, they just don't get it. And to hear a, a local politician, Sean Ryan, talking about geothermal being the future, a quick search on the Internet will tell you what it told me. The average cost of installing geothermal, $18,000 to $30,000. $18,000 to $30,000. Now, I've not priced lately a natural gas furnace, but I feel conf confident in saying it's probably a lot less than that for a high-efficiency natural gas furnace because uh, put my last one in uh, in, what, 2003, I don't recall it running anywhere close to that amount of money. I really, I really don't. And uh, I think uh, the whole geothermal thing is, uh, I think that's something that the politicians toss around to make them sound smarter than they really are. But again, the politicians, and I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat, they live in a different world than the rest of us. Uh, Eighteen to $30,000 
It's nothing to people who toss away millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars for this and that, because for the average person listening to this program, I'm sorry, 18000 30000 bucks that represents a lot of money. And, oh, well, you can finance it over 30 years. Really? Okay, that's fascinating. How many people are going to be alive in 30 years? How many people are going to be alive and living in the same house in 30 years? So this whole thing, uh, this whole natural gas thing seems absolutely um, asinine to me. And we have talked facts about it with uh, State Senate Minority Leader Rob Ort on a couple of occasions. I'm sure we'll get him back on to answer your questions. And then, of course, uh, there's the uh, the issue that, uh, again, they, they like to avoid, and that is uh, the cost, what it is going to take to give your home the right amount of electricity to power its new needs, all right? Without getting all detailed, chances are your home does not put out the proper amount of electricity in order to charge a car, heat a home, wash your clothes, dry your clothes, and do all of the things uh, that uh, would be added to the burden of electricity, not to mention the fact that the electrical grid in New York State is nowhere close to being able to handle it. I have no idea what they're thinking in Albany. Um, All I know is they must not be thinking in Albany because if the source of your electrical power wet dream says we don't have the infrastructure to do it, and then at the end of the line, the consumer says, well, how am I supposed to come up with 20 or 30 grand to pay an electrician to come out and make my home able to put out the juice all this new stuff is going to need? Um, that shows me that the uh, the voter is just not paying attention or just you know, the, the, the really frustrating thing about this, um, and the, the frustrating thing about a lot of this is knowing that I'm sitting here and I'm talking and I'm yammering on and on about this, and yet every election in New York State, nothing changes. You guys call in, you tell me how angry you are, you tell me how you want to move out of New York State. You tell me how it sucks. You tell me how you can't afford to do all of these things New York State is going to want you to do in the future. You can barely afford your property taxes now. And yet, I feel kind of like an idiot because I'm sitting here talking about things that apparently don't really matter to enough people because most people do not even take the time to vote. And this is especially true of gun owners. For as much as they bitch and moan, about New York State's anti-gun laws, most gun owners do not vote. And it really is a mind-scratching situation for me to be in. I can do a show, I can take phone calls from people, and in English that would be, I can take phone calls from people, and uh, the, the, the people who are actually in charge of the decisions never get affected because you don't go out and vote. It's really, it's, it's amazing to me. All right, uh, our phone number on uh, WBEN, talking about the, uh, right now, uh, going to give this one more uh, shout-out here, about the ice storm that we got overnight, how badly you were affected by the ice storm, uh, how much ice did you get? I did not take a yardstick or a ruler out or a tape measure and measure it, but based on past experience, I'd give it a good, um, I'd give it a good uh, quarter of an inch 
to maybe a half an inch, but probably much closer to a quarter of an inch of ice that uh, had to be gotten off the car. And I know that it's illegal to warm up your car in the driveway, but uh, I broke a law today. I let the car warm up in the driveway because it's a lot easier to get ice off at that level uh, when you do that than it is to uh, to just try to do it by, uh, by hand, even with uh, the best possible scraper. Um, are you still out of power? And how many of you are only able to listen to this radio station right now because of your evil, energy-using, environment-destroying natural gas home generator? And I didn't see this personally, but a friend of mine on Facebook said, 2 o'clock, power went off, CPAP machine went off, 201, natural gas generator kicked on, CPAP came back on, I go back to sleep. So they cost them one minute of sleep. And, you know, it is it is interesting how some neighborhoods can consistently be out of power. Uh, I live in one of those neighborhoods that used to be until the October surprise storm. Then whatever the issue was seems to have gotten resolved. Let's go to Phil in uh, North, uh, in, uh, I'm sorry, uh, North Cheektowaga. Uh, Phil, you're on WBEN. Factionalism here, North Cheektowaga. Cheektowaga used to be good enough for people, but now it's North Cheektowaga. Phil, you're on WBEN. Welcome. <laughs> Well, I just say that because I've lived in North Ch- the north part of Chickawaga my entire life, and I'm 70 years old. Um, I had a 5,000-watt portable generator, which I had wired in so that, you know, when we lost power, I could just plug the thing in and, and go. Well, Friday morning of the Christmas blizzard, it, I didn't cover it, and it lasted two hours before it iced up and died. Uh, fortunately I had a smaller generator for my travel trailer that I could hook up and at least keep the refrigerator and stuff going. I've got a wood stove in the family room and a gas cooktop. So we were in pretty good shape. Uh, here's the thing. I took the generator over to a service place in, uh, out near Gardenville. And they told me that, uh, because the thing is, 20 years old they can't get parts for it it's toast so i called them back and made arrangements to have them come out here in next month and they're going to give me an estimate on one of those evil whole house natural gas generators now this is getting downright satanic um how much did you spend a rough do you remember how much you spent for the generator 20 years ago uh probably about six or seven hundred dollars and I looked up. I looked it up. I won't men. I won't mention the brand name if you don't want me to. No, 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 no need. But, uh, but for a 6,500 watt to replace it is uh, retail is probably about 8.99. Really? Because I've talked to people who um, called in and and they said that they spent thousands of dollars on their generator. I think we talked to somebody during the blizzard spent 12,000 bucks on a whole house generator. Well, that's for a whole house. I'm you know that 899 is for a 6500 watt portable. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, doing looking at the company's website, the dealer's website and the manufacturer's website what I think we will probably be getting is probably somewhere, uh, I think, just a little shy of $6,000 plus installation. Very, very interesting. By the way, I looked it up. The uh, 
average price of a natural gas furnace is between $3,800 and $10,000, whereas the price average of a geothermal system is $18,000 to $30,000. So that's a big discrepancy. Oh, oh well, I can, I can give you a little light on that, too. I believe it was late fall, early winter of 21, okay, uh, our, our furnace, which was probably about 25, 30 years old, uh, the heat exchanger burned out, and we had a lo- you know one of the big local companies come in, put in. It's like it's a natural gas. I think the thing is at least 95 percent efficient, if not higher. And I believe it was right around four grand. Yep, that sounds about that sounds about right. And that's a big difference from what they're talking about with geothermal. And guess what? I didn't have to spend twenty or thirty grand for an electrician to come in to upgrade the electric service in my home either when they installed the new natural gas furnace from our friends at John Locke Heating and Cooling. Right. Always like right. to spiff the sponsors every now and again. Uh, well, yeah. I thank you very much for the call, sir, and I, I wish you uh, the very best. Uh, how you, you must have gotten about a quarter inch to a half inch of, snow, uh, of ice last night, too, right? Uh, yeah, probably. And actually, on the tonneau cover on the back of my pickup truck was probably at least an inch to an inch and a quarter thick between the snow that fell and then the rain that saturated it. Well, hey, the the really important thing, though, is be careful walking. I've got some I've got some killer boots, man, with really good treads in the bottom. And uh, I was I was uh, moving around my driveway this morning like a drunken whore. I mean, I'm just oh, saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I went out. I cleaned some of the stuff up. The plows went by, so I cleaned the end of the driveway. Couldn't get down to the pavement, and I wasn't about to chop it all up. But uh, uh, what I use, because rock salt is also bad on the concrete, I use uh, anything that is straight calcium chloride and that's not is it's not as bad on the concrete and it's a little safer on like the you know edges of the lawn and stuff like that yeah i'd advise people to check with uh, the installer of their driveway or sidewalk uh, for the best stuff to use on it i just had a new front sidewalk put in in the spring so i'm really leery about putting anything down on that bad boy uh i thank you for the call phil i appreciate it man Okay, thanks, Tom. And uh, to everybody out there, if you haven't been outside yet, please, my love, be careful walking. And I stole the drunken whore line from the movie Death of Stalin. Um, Steve Buscemi, believe it or not, played Nikita Khrushchev. Here is uh, Mike in uh, Springfield, Ohio on WBEN. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm actually almost in Dayton now. Uh, Sean Ryan might not like this, but it's 72 degrees or so here right now. Uh, driving. I woke up this morning, went to the bathroom, the nightlight was on, which does stay on when it's not plugged in. It's okay, fine. Walked downstairs, didn't think anything of it. Got downstairs, none of the clocks were lit up. I started, rut row. <laughs> I turned the light switch on, I see it. Just figured that out. So, of course, the first thing I did before I did the generator, I got a portable. Made a pot of coffee the old-fashioned way. I'm a truck driver. I made a pot of coffee, you know, boiling hot water and poured it in the basket, let it drip into a measuring cup to make sure it was right. And I, after I took a couple sips of that, I went in the garage, pulled the generator out, had it fixed by a small engine repair guy in, in the Buffalo area, and he did a nice job. First pull, it started up. 
there's plugged in my sump pump. I don't have that box on the boiler. I wish I did, where you can plug it into the boiler to get the boiler going. But uh, I don't have that. I'm, I probably need to do that. But I like the little gas generator. It does a good job. We lose power a lot, but we don't lose it. It doesn't seem like we lose it for days. And I, uh, I bought the generator. Believe it or not, I bought the generator back during the October surprise. I was on my way home from Indianapolis, and I stopped in Ashtabula, Ohio, Austinburg, Ashtabula. I went to uh, Home Depot, and someone from Buffalo came down and bought them all out. Same thing at Lowe's. And one guy told me, he says, why don't you try a camp? Can I mention a store that's not? It's not necessary for the story. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, I went to a major retailer that's not out of business, and I bought two of them. And I had a Volvo tractor and a customer service loop, not in the loop, but parked next to it. Kid comes out with a wagon. I said, the Volvo, and he's looking for a Volvo as in station wagon. I said, the Volvo right there. The kid looks at me with the side eye. We open the door. We throw him in the truck, in the tractor, by the way. I could barely shift the truck getting out of there, and I drove him home, and uh, one was for me, one was for my friend at work. And you bought this in the fury of the October surprise storm when generators were at a premium. Yeah, I remember somebody calling into Sandy Beach's show and saying such and such business just got a shipment of generators. And I think think the station caused a traffic jam on Kenmore Avenue for some reason. But uh, I, I I I used to know somebody who literally installed a whole house natural gas generator one week before the October surprise storm. One week. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. There's somebody I used have to it know. though. I need it. We lose power quite a bit, you know, here and there, and it's I, it's only really a concern in the winter time. I'm more concerned about it. Well, exactly. Well, thank you, uh, Mike, very much for the yeah. call. You evil polluter of the environment. It's good to hear from you. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank day. you. And I, I'm being sarcastic. Don't anybody take me seriously um, when I when I say those things. Um, New York State again. Four-tenths of one percent of world carbon emissions, that's New York State. Look to China. Look to India. That's where your problem is. And uh, it's just, it's amazing. Anyway, it's the, the, the environmental, um, look, I'm an environmentalist, in case you don't know that. I'm a very strong environmentalist, and you know that because of my strong opposition to the wind turbines in Lake Erie and my fierce guardianship of the Great Lakes. So I think that earns me environmentalist cred. Um, what they're talking about with the ban on natural gas appliances moving forward and the switch everybody into electric cars, it makes me furious. It makes me angry. How about giving people the choice? And if in the marketplace, electric cars are the way to go, then people get electric cars. If it's not a choice of the marketplace, I think you have your answer. And by the way, it doesn't matter what the United States does. you got to think about China, and you have to think of India. Now, I'm not terribly fond of China, but I'm rather fond of Indian cuisine and Indian badminton. 328 at News Radio 930 WBEN. I did not say cricket. I said badminton. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. We still have about, uh, well, a bunch of uh, NYSEG customers uh, who are out of power in western New York. National Grid, it's not that bad, but the National Grid map, it's kind of, you can kind of see the path of the ice storm. Uh, let's go to uh, Joe in uh, Clarence. Joe, you're one of those people who's been out of power since this morning? Well, our power since came back on, but again, we're... We're a month and a half, roughly, since the last power came back on in Clarence, and we're without power again, running gas generator. And do you live uh, in the same area as the other caller? Uh, I live uh, directly across from Dashes on Main Street in the Overlook and Boncrest area of Clarence, yes. I wonder if you guys would be on the same uh, uh, mini-system, whatever they call it, with uh, with the electric company. He was at, uh, what, Maine and Transit. Yeah, well, I'm I'm uh, between Harris Hill and Shimerville, and since hmm. 1953, when my grandfather built this house, this has been a problem. If it rains, blows, snow, the power goes out in this grid first. If a squirrel runs across the power line, the power goes out. <laughs> my parents had a whole house generator put in. That, unfortunately, has died. We're waiting for a replacement, and we're resulting to gas generators. And our infinite brainiac in Albany that decides she wants to do away with all fossil fuels 
We had 40 people plus die during this blizzard. How many people would have died without gas fireplaces, wood stoves, pellet stoves to keep their houses warm? Sir, I, I believe that the number of dead from the blizzard of 22, if uh, Kathy Hochul's proposals had been in effect and everybody was abiding by them, I think it would have been well over 1,000 people and would, it would have been 100% preventable. 100%. 21,000 people just on NYSIG customers alone on this storm today. That wasn't a four-day storm. We were four days without power during the, this blizzard. Let me, let me ask you something that I asked the other caller. And I, I ask you this as somebody whose neighborhood used to go out of power all the time. We would, we would be knocked offline. And then after the 2006 October surprise storm, National Grid did something because I think the only time we lost power since was when somebody took down a light pole on Worley. Um, have you guys tried as a group to say to NYSEG, hey, can you get to the source of this problem? I mean, it might be something as simple as, well, you live in Clarence. There are a lot of trees in Clarence. The ice takes trees down where the trees are going to go down. We can't really do anything about it. Well, I can tell you, my backyard backs up to the wooded lot behind Samuels Graham Manor and Sheridan Drive Elementary School. Okay. They came through and they cleared all the ash trees out from behind our house. I'm looking at the stacks of them, the <laughs> eyesores that they just piled up behind everybody's homes, and it still hasn't rectified the problem. Wow. The, that... prob the problem is, is when they sent the crew out during this blizzard, it was a crew out of Philadelphia, and the guys are driving down a one lane road because that's all they could get as far as vehicles down. And I told him, I said, don't bother looking anywhere else. And I pointed directly to the telephone pole that it was at. They went directly to that pole and they could see 10 splices where they've repaired those lines oh. just recently. Well, that, that pole, that pole should have, excuse me, sir, that pole should have a number on it, does it? I'm sure it does. I'm, I'm just wondering if, if you and enough of your neighbors got together, even take a picture of, of the pole and draw a line from your house as to exactly where it is. I got to believe that it would not be a big deal for NYSEG to come out and replace that. You should not have, t I don't, well, I don't, I don't know what the typical wire has, but 10 sounds like a lot of splices. Well, I can tell you this the amount of times that they have been in this neighborhood repairing the lines in this neighborhood alone. With the overtime that they have spent, they could have buried every single one of these power lines in this circle yeah. probably 10 times over. Yeah, you know, you're right. Actually, you know, as, as an aside, uh, my grandparents used to go to Germany all the time, and uh, they used to say it was really interesting in Germany because – in most of the places they went to, the power lines since the Second World War were actually put underground, making outages not nearly as common as as they used to be. And you know, you would think that over time, you know, we we've had you know over 100 years of electricity. You would think that maybe they would have learned something here and there. Uh, but who knows what the cost would be to put everything underground? But it would seem to me in the high risk areas, it's kind of a no brainer. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? The, the reality is is that our power grid isn't even owned by New York State. No, well, you're, no you're, you're correct. You're correct. 
Now, and, and how the power grid is going to operate under uh, all the new pressures it's going to face if all this nonsense goes through is, frankly, beyond me, and it's behind the people who actually know what they're talking about with electricity. Well, I'm, I'm sorry that you're going through what you're going through, and is it only your house in the circle, or is it everybody in the circle? No, there are 21 homes on this circle alone, and every single time it goes out, every single one of these 21 homes are affected. Well, I think 21 of you need to get a petition together along with a picture of that particular poll and see if they can't do something. There is strength in numbers, sir. Strength in numbers. I agree. So put a petition together tonight. Include a photograph of the poll. Take the picture with your cell phone. You can print it out. There's a Walgreens. Is it a Walgreens at Sheridan and Main Street? Yes, it is. Um, why don't you just you know print out the pictures over there, not to give Walgreens the business, I'm just trying to make life easier for you, and uh, send them in a big envelope with the petition to the big brains at NYSEG and see if you can get it resolved once and for all. Well, it's certainly worth a try. Well, I've, written, I've written Kathy Hochul's office numerous times in regards to the her policy on green energy and and I've not yet gotten a response. So. Well, you know, another thing you might do with the petition is make copies of the petition and your um, photographs that you take and send those to your state senator and your state assemblyman and your congressman. Okay. I mean, see if you can have that. I mean, look, it, when, when they get a call from somebody saying, I'm congressman so-and-so uh, or I'm state senator so-and-so and I've received a petition, you're going to go to the top of the line. It's worth a try. I, I mean, that's. I, I hope it works, sir. Let me know, okay? All right, thanks, Tom. All right, man. Thank you uh, very much. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know uh, how many times the average wire is spliced, but you know, the the electricity. I've made reference to the fact that uh, I'm a national grid, and I live in uh, the older part of Williamsville. My home was built in uh, 1929, as a matter of fact, 1929, and. Uh, I'm sorry, 1927. <laughs> 1927 is, is when it was built. And uh, before 2006, our power used to go out a lot, a lot more than yours did, I bet. And then after the storm, it's almost like the, the 2006 storm took down so many trees that would have been problems during future storms. And in addition to that storm kind of being Mother Nature's cleaner of, of deading trees, deading, dying trees, um, National Grid also undertook what I consider to be a very uh, proactive approach to keeping the wires as free from possible tree damage as possible. In fact, you might have heard me on the air talking about this even during summer months saying, hey, it's good to see National Grid is doing this. I don't know if NYSEG is doing it to the same extent as National Grid. That is to say, going around the wires, making sure that uh, trees that could be a problem in the winter are taken down or trimmed properly. And in um, it, it, during the time when I had landline service through Verizon, um, every time it rained, every time it rained, the telephone connection sounded so staticky and so bad. It was, you felt like you were listening to one of those old uh, Edison recordings. I'm President William McKinley. Uh, that, that's what it sounded like. But the dudes from, from uh, Verizon, and I don't know if they were telling me a tall tale or what, because this, this, you know, this, this kind of mechanical stuff just isn't my bag. But they said, you got a lot of squirrels around here. For whatever reason, the squirrels like to chew the insulation on phone wires. So when it rains, that's why you're getting all this weird interference on your phone calls. 
And I said, well, that's interesting. But when they would fix it, it would go away. And then one or two years later, on the landline phone again. I mean, I always bitch about cell phones with bad connections. And here we had landlines with uh, bad connections. But interestingly, when I switched to Spectrum as my telephone uh, provider, which I no longer use, I don't uh, have a landline any longer, uh, that problem seemed to, uh, to, uh, to disappear. Um, yeah, I'm one of those people who gave up the landline, and I don't know if you also gave up the landline for this reason, but I gave it up because the only people who would call me on the landline were telephone marketers and solicitors and robocalls. So many times when I went to sleep at night, I would take the phone off the hook because I don't get up at the crack of dawn. And after 9 o'clock in the morning, ring, ring, ring would go the phone, and it would be somebody that I had no interest in speaking with anyway. So more often than not, the phone was off the hook. So it was like, eh, why bother with this? This is, a, this is an expense I can do without. I cut the cord and just went to the, uh, the, wire, the wireless. Sounds like 1913. I went to the wireless. We tapped out a message, but the Carpathia couldn't respond in time. Uh, little Titanic reference, in case you didn't know. It is uh, 349 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, uh, real quickly, too. Uh, we talked with meteorologist Andy Parker during the first part of today's show. So you woke up this morning and you had to deal with the ice storm. Um, I woke up this morning and I was going to take the garbage out to the curb because it's garbage day. I quickly changed my mind because going down the side steps and walking out to my garage door, which was affixed to the ground by ice, had to kick it once to get it to go up, which <laughs> never mind. Uh, but anyway, never mind. Disregard that last sentence. But anyway, um, after weaving around the driveway, half falling down, the, the, yeah, the garbage did not make it to the curb today. It wasn't worth it. What was the, the amount of garbage I have versus the risk of taking it to the curb under such adverse walking conditions? Forget about it. So, look, I'm just going to encourage you to be careful walking. If you haven't left the house today, you're going to be in for a rude awakening if you step out the door. Uh, especially be careful if you're walking a dog. Make sure the leash is affixed properly to your body or your wrist because if you go flying, you got you don't have the leash in your hand anymore. Your dog could do anything. So yeah, be careful for the sake of you and your dog, not to mention your own bones in your skull. And if you're driving, be aware that there are these little sprinkles that are popping up here and there. So you can be driving along a nice, clear, dry pavement, and up ahead you see a you, you see or you might not see a splotch of dampness or something that looks a little moist. Um, hi, Debbie. It's not really moist. It is ice. It's black ice. And please, please be careful because it, basically what it is, it's hit, and, it's hit and run, hit and miss, freezing rain patches. So just be advised to just be in your control of your vehicle at all times. And I hope we get through the afternoon drive okay. I hope that all the salt is going to prevent some of that. But just be especially aware on some of the secondary roads where you're going to do 55 miles an hour under good conditions, it's not that hard to see situations where you're driving along, everything's all cool in the gang. Next thing you know, you're doing a 360 and you're into the ditch. Not fun. Been there, done that. And, uh, yeah, just beware those areas uh, where Alan talked about the, uh, the the wires that are drooping down because of the ice storm. And you know, here's one of the one of the problems is that the temperature really didn't make it above freezing. 
And you know, a lot of times we have an ice situation, temperature goes to 35, 38, 40 degrees, and it alleviates it. Today, basically, and until Sunday, what you have is what you are stuck with. And what really concerns me uh, is the fact that until Sunday, when the temperature gets up to 40, we've got tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday, and then Sunday morning, where you've got to worry about uh, walking because that ice that is lurking underneath whatever cover of snow you have, that ice could be pretty thick because it, 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 it iced, it snowed, and then it iced again. And I guess that's the, the best way to the best way to put it. And you know you you know what it's like. You crunch on the snow. You get through that upper layer of ice on top of the snow, but then you get down to the bottom level and you think you're going to get traction. You're not getting traction. You're getting ice, and it's going to be as I said that way until Sunday because the temperature just isn't going to cooperate with us. The temperature is going to be uh, below freezing. So. Obviously, be careful. Andy Parker said that he had uh, he saw some kids playing hockey on the lawn. Hockey on the lawn. Now, growing up, many of us had perhaps ice rinks somebody put up in the neighborhood with you know the polyethylene, the wood, everything like that, and played hockey that way. I've never seen anybody playing hockey on a front lawn, but apparently people are doing it. Josh Schmidt wishes he'd brought skates to work. He'd be out playing hockey on the roof of the building. Like uh, clerks, except that was that was an ice hockey. That was uh, st- roof hockey. I guess we call it street hockey, but um, roof hockey. And you remember being a kid, right, playing street hockey in Buffalo, and you'd just get a good game going, and that one word would echo out throughout the neighborhood, car, and everybody knew, yep, move the nets, move us, let the car go by. And as kids, you didn't realize that as we got closer to rush hour, car would be yelled out uh, more and more. And as a kid, of course, you can't understand why the cars are on the road interrupting your street hockey game. Because the road is yours, baby. The road is yours. And if you were really lucky, you lived in a neighborhood that had a church nearby, and they had beautiful, big, smooth parking lots and you could get fabulous games of street hockey going many, many a weekend, many, many a vacation day from school, Easter break. Did we find ourselves in the parking lot at the church on Brighton and Parker's playing awesome street hockey that provided a fine venue uh, to play street hockey is a very, very enjoyable, fond memories, I, I might add. All right, uh, our phone number on WB, yeah, if you're just joining us, uh, we, we seem to be talking more about the storm, the ice, your na- your natural gas generator, uh, your power going out. Um, obviously, there are pockets. I mean, what, what's interesting, too, is we're getting calls, a couple of calls from Clarence, but there are... I, I have to ask you the question, but I'm, o- I'm only going to be talking to a limited number of people. But I guess it's worth putting out there, if you're one of those limited number of people, this is of interest to you. Do you currently live in a pocket where there's a whole bunch of you affected and it's one area? And every time it rains or a squirrel runs across the wire, everybody in the neighborhood loses power and you've been trying to get it corrected? Hey, are you in that situation? Uh, we heard from Maine and Sheridan. Uh, we heard from the area by uh, Samuel's Grand Manor. Uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. And by the way, Samuel's does a wonderful job in the uh, summertime with their live music outside. I just want to put in a plug for that. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.